So what are what's one thing when you first went to study in Japan that you found particularly challenging? So I'm going to say, um, so I want to marry two things, the language and independence. Today I'm sitting down with Doris to discuss living and studying abroad. We both spent around a decade, her a little bit longer, living in a country that was not our own. And we're going to discuss some of the challenges, the pros and the cons, what we learned from it. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. I'm happy to be here with the podcast king of the Midwest. That's what a lot of people are saying. Mm -hmm, That's what I hear. (laughs) So what was it that first, or what would you see as some of the factors that led you to study and live abroad? Well, I think I was um, lucky because before I finished high school, I had already been abroad twice by myself. And I think that uh, changed uh, the way I saw the world because then nothing was too far, I realized. And one of those uh, trips was to Japan. And I had been, I grew up uh, close to Japanese culture and then when I went there I felt like oh this is like a beautiful country full of like really nice people and I thought oh I'd love to come here and just live there for a while. So it was more the desire to go back to Japan specifically than it was just to leave your country for someplace new? Yeah I think I just wanted to. Actually I never thought I would leave my country for so long I'm come from Mexico, and Mexico, like families are really close to each other. So, to decide to leave my country and to leave my family, I, it's something that I don't think ever crossed my mind until I finished high school. And I, uh, well, before that, I, when I went to Japan, and then I realized there are scholarships that you can take advantage of and go study abroad for a while and just be there and experience something different. For me, it was a little more an interest to pursue maybe some ideas than it was to visit a certain place. Um, I studied theology and became interested in some theologians who later I found out were German speaking. And that kind of instigated my desire to leave the country for Germany, to learn the language, to learn more about that. So that was kind of my, the the factors that that drove me to study abroad. I also hadn't considered it till later in my college years and also realizing that it's not as, it's not as untenable as one sometimes thinks. There are there are options to study abroad, and if you just, you know, not everyone, you still have to be in some sort of college system, but usually you are part of the running. So if you apply to places, you actually might have a chance of doing that. I think a lot of people don't even study abroad unless it's part of some university one semester kind of thing. Yeah, because like they don't exchange re- or something. Yeah, more of an exchange. They don't realize that there are opportunities to live abroad and study abroad. 
living abroad is much easier when it's tied to a student visa. That's another thing. So if you do want to live abroad, doing it through the university system is probably one of the easiest ways to do that. Yes, having a student visa has a lot of advantages because it's a fairly fast and kind of easy process. If you're accepted into a program, normally you can do that. Yeah, and there are a lot of programs that offer full scholarships. So if you're lucky to get one, it's really it's really nice because then you don't have to worry about getting a part-time job that sometimes some students have to. I mean, it's always nice, but um but if they can pay you for everything, it's it's really good. And what some people from the US don't always realize is that there is no tuition costs in Europe anyway. In most countries, I would say. England's a special factor, but that's politically as well. Um, and so that was a great opportunity. I actually initially thought of going to Scotland in Edinburgh, and then I decided not to because of those differences in costs. I wanted to learn German anyway, but I didn't know any German. And so I was kind of motivated or pushed towards that because I realized it was actually a real opportunity to study there if if I applied. I, I didn't need to go through some, like we said, exchange course or something. Yeah, that's really nice. I think in, in Germany you pay like a fee, which is a semester fee, but that it's minimal. It's compared like $400 to, or something, yeah. which is a joke compared to the U.S. system. Yeah, and actually at least um, in the state in, in Germany, in Nordrhein-Westfalen, that pays for all the transportation because you, and not just like in the city you're living in, but the whole state. You can take the local transport, the local trains, local buses everywhere in the state, and that's really nice. So let's transition a little bit to from, uh, let's transition from why we went abroad to kind of get into some of the difficulties that present themselves. So what are, what's one thing when you first went to study in Japan that you found particularly challenging? So I'm going to say, um, so I want to marry two things, the language and independence. Because, um, so I'm able to speak Japanese. Uh, back in the day, I could speak <laughs> like very decent, like like intermediate, not Arigato. advanced, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But like decent. Uh, and German, I could also speak uh, still like uh, like decent you German. Speak well. Yeah. And, but still, even though I can speak and I can communicate and have a nice conversation, bureaucracy and all this like paperwork, like legal paperwork or the bank things or letters that you get in the mail, all that language is just like really. Advance. Is it stressful enough for people in their own country? Like when I have to deal with stuff from the insurance company or driver's license, all the kind of governmental stuff is annoying. Yeah. In my in my Anywhere own native language. Annoying. But then it think of the fact of like barely being able to speak the language. Yeah. So so you go from being uh like independent in your own country, like you know, you're able to drive, you're able to do your own things, you go to the bank everything and then you go abroad and you become sort of a child again because you depend on everyone else like for help in opening a bank account for help in looking for an apartment and just kind of reading through the contract and everything and or to buy a ticket for the bus station or, or yeah i mean knowing the language gets you 
really far because you're able to interact with people, to go to the supermarket and do your daily tasks. But on the other hand, if you don't speak really well, then you're always depending on someone else to help you get through some of those like annoying bureaucratic and legal paperwork stuff that you need to do. And it's kind of humbling too, because you, like you were saying, you feel like a child again. So there are things that you never thought about having to ask somebody for. And then you're hoping that someone's kind enough to help you through whatever it happens to be, opening a bank account or something, something, anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it is very humbling. And it is hard. Like, I think sometimes people idealize or like fantasize like living abroad but sometimes I don't know if everyone's aware of all that I mean it's, it's really nice and it, it's I love the experience but it's it's it comes it's with hard. difficulties yeah yeah I think that I thought it would be more like a stupid Hollywood movie but in reality it's just whatever life you're living also follows you there you're not this like you're not this like new person who all of a sudden can do things that you couldn't do in your other own country so that there's going to be interpersonal struggles and things like that that you always had yeah your life because i remember people telling me like oh like it's so nice that you're living there you can travel and see these places and see these other things and i always thought like yeah i am studying there it's not like I just went on a big holiday just like for just to explore the country. I am actually like studying there. So I have like, you know, my schedule. I was doing my master in Japan. So I had to go to the lab, attend classes, and it was hard work. So it's not like I could just take and just explore the whole country while I was there on my scholarship. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I think where I was going was the fact that my own ideas of what it would be like were different. I thought in the sense of the Hollywood movie thing that I went to Germany. If I live there for a year, maybe even two years, I'm going to be able to master the language. Everybody goes over in the movies and they live there. And before long, they're speaking fluently, right part of, just right in the thick of things as a part of the culture. And that is normally not the case. For me, it took it was a long and arduous journey to learn the language, to integrate into the society. Tons of helpful, great people were instrumental along the way in in helping me get a bank account, do this and do that. But uh, it wasn't it wasn't easy. It wasn't something that just comes through osmosis that all of a sudden you know the language. And then going back to what you were just saying. I also found people when I was back visiting saying things like, oh, you're in Germany. Yeah, you got to make sure to go to this town in France. It's just a train ride away. And I was always like, do you know what it's like? Can you just, I can't tell you to just, yeah, why don't you just take a little uh, ride down to Texas and, uh, you know, a little short flight down there and see everything and do this. Because I also, I I had to work, I had to attend classes and I didn't have the money just to, have some, you know, joy ride through through Europe. Yeah, I was actually just it was just life. Yeah, so I think you were very lucky because I think in Germany you found a lot of uh right away a lot of really helpful people like to yeah, do all this. So I when I arrived, I 
had accommodations at a student house and some people there even offered to pick me up from the airport, showed me around. Really just, I am very grateful for all those people that helped me at the beginning. One of the guy, Tobias, he took me to the bank to get uh, to get my account going. There was another guy that took me to the state to register as a resident there and helped me with help me with getting insurance, Dennis, I think. And um, yeah, so I, I certainly had a lot of people that I was integrated into a group right away who really helped me. Yeah, so that was also the case for me in Japan. So in Japan, people were super nice. When I first got there, my professor, the one who, the, the, the man who was going to be my, my professor, he was waiting for me there with some another member from the lab, and they took me to dinner. They showed me around. They showed me where the lab was, and um, yeah, it was really nice. And everyone in my lab there, they were trying to help me out. When um, I lived first at a student dorm, and then I had to move because it was just like time limited, and everyone in my lab was helping me trying to get like a nice place and giving me advice and going with me to the interviews for the places so that I could understand and they could help me out. So that was really nice. But when I got to Germany, my experience was different than yours because I basically got there all by myself. I ended up with a landlord, <laughs> with landlord of hell. <laughs> and <laughs> so, and a lot of the things I just had to figure out by myself because, um, so I first, I had a scholarship there too. And the first two months were nice because they kind of guided us. We had like a German course and they took us also to get a bank account and do other stuff. But once I moved to the city where I actually studied, then no one helped me. I had to figure out a bunch of things and it was hard. And that's why I ended up with this horrible landlord. <laughs> yeah, it was... What was a, the worst thing about the landlord? I don't know. I think it was just like crazy like he would just like get super angry like irrationally angry and then sometimes he would come and if we wouldn't open the door because we were busy or something he would open the door himself oh my god because he thought it was his house and he was like just kind of like probably illegal to be honest yeah i <laughs> probably but when you're like a foreigner you don't know i don't know i was just and i was living i was lucky i was living with other two girls and one of them was German, so yeah, but he, I don't know. Das geht nicht. And that's just something also tailored to that when you said you were a foreigner, there is a lot of, there is a lot of exploitation when it comes to foreigners and university studies. So I think what a lot of people don't realize, and this is also in the US, so you are dependent on your visa through, it could be work, it could be, it could be studies. And sometimes people will use foreigners in the lab longer. I, would you agree with this? That they'll sometimes use that because essentially it's almost free labor. I mean, funded by the the university system, but it's at the same time like they know in some ways that they can have different expectations because if they don't continue those studies, you will lose your visa. Yeah, I think... Um... Or maybe that's not a... Maybe that's uh, yeah. that topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, I don't know, like, the landlord was kind of, I don't know, I think he kind of, he made me, like, really anxious and really nervous. And I was just, I had just gotten there, so I didn't really know a lot. I mean, I knew some stuff about Germany, but, I don't know, he seemed like a 
I don't know. I think I was kind of afraid of him. I remember once I was I went to visit um uh one of my friends was visiting me and I think I went to Berlin. And outside the station they had kind of like you know some like little stand of people and they were trying to sell something but then they could measure your levels of stress. You had to hold kind of some like bars that I don't know. And then they had like, like squeeze down on something, right? To see your yeah, stress and then level. Uh, they had like this thing, like a little meter mm-hmm, that would like measure your levels of stress. And then they told me like, oh, think about something stressful. And then I thought about my landlord, and then the little meter went like whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and then they told me, wow, what does this guy do to you? And he was just like so, like you couldn't reason to him with him. Like when he got angry, and he would just start yelling, and then. And he never yelled at me so much. I think just once, but I heard him yelling at other of other girls in the in the building. So I don't know. It just always makes made me like uncomfortable, and it just. And I think that goes to the point of expectations and customs because you didn't know what was normal in Germany. You showed up, and you are trying to take everything in, whereas in your own country, you know what's maybe acceptable and, and customary. For instance, after I was in Germany a long time, if somebody would have like come into my room, if a landlord would have, it would have been like, dich, du Arsch. you know, it would, it would have been like, get out of here, because that I know that there are certain rights of a tenant that a landlord doesn't, it's not just his house or her house. And so you kind of know what is maybe even legally acceptable when it comes to work and how, how much to work, how much someone could charge you, things like that. And so that helps navigate really your life. And if you're, when you're first there, you don't know. When I was also in Germany, I had a better experience at the beginning, but there are many things that I didn't know as far as, you know, funny stuff, even, you know, I would walk in the bike lane and then somebody would yell at me because they're very rigid about, not as rigid as, well, they're very, they're very rigid about pedestrians being in their lane and, and cyclists being in, the the their respective lane or one of the things i learned is that i always thought i had i was a different person depending on where i was because of the level of language that i could speak and the level of interaction i could have with other people because i think i'm definitely a different person when i'm in my country i feel like i feel more self-confident, more myself than when I was anywhere else, just because, you know, you are always, like, if you want to tell a joke or something, like, you speak super good German. Like, my German is decent, but But even... But still not good enough to always understand everything. Like, um, uh, German philosopher Johann Georg Hamann once said that when you are in your... dealing with your own language, your own culture you are like the owner of a house and when you are and when you are in a foreign country you're like a visitor to a house where you have to be more respectful of things that you do and you you might not know everything that's permissible yeah actually that's um interesting and i think that's how i i felt cuz in your country yeah i don't know you feel like oh this is my country so i don't know and but that leads me to another thing, because um, so I've lived in five different countries in total, including my own country. So 
it's hard for me to I don't know, it's it's not hard, but it's interesting for me when I think about uh home because like my country is always gonna be like my home, but the country I left is not the country that it is now. So and I've I have like little pieces of my life everywhere. And sometimes that's kind of hard too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. When you are truly gone, and I say truly because I think there's a very big difference between studying abroad for a semester, working for one year, as opposed to many years and acquiring a language and meeting great friends that normally would be lifelong friends, but you're there for a specific period of time and they might be lifelong friends, but not in the same way of being able to have close contact, interpersonal face-to-face contact. And I also agree that the country I left changes while I'm gone as well. And so while I know for, for years, I felt always like an American in Germany. I wasn't like, for me, I never felt like a foreigner who wanted to become German or hope to get a job so that I could transition from being in the U.S. or something. But then coming back, there's that uncanny feeling of seeing your country maybe from the outside or not feeling like you fully fit in. Yeah, it is hard. And I also, because also when you leave for so long, it's not just a country that just continues as the people you left there. Like all your friends, they just go on with their lives and you're no longer there. And then even though you try to keep in touch, it's, it's not the same than being around them. And so, yeah, it's just, I think, I mean, if you go for one semester, one year, you probably won't feel that way. But having left for more than 10 years, it's just, it's like, a, it's, it is hard and it takes, I don't know, I never thought it would be like, a, like, because um, I remember someone told me like, oh, you're so strong or so courageous for a living. You know, I never thought about that, but it is true. It takes quite a bit of courage to live and just be, you know, like. A, or even going back to what you said earlier, like becoming like a child, it's really hard when you're somewhere and I remember trying to go to a soccer game of a friend of mine and I looked up where it was this is prior to smart smartphones but I looked up where it was got off the train I was walking but I wasn't entirely sure so there was a old lady and I tried uh, with super super childish German tried to ask her where it was and she told me something. I really had no clue what she said, but she pointed in a certain direction. So I just figure I'll go that direction. After a while, ask somebody else. And then they can kind of continue to point me like a little kid, like, you know, this way, that way. And that's a, it sounds, it, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't like, oh, I'm being super courageous now. But it was just something that you don't realize is an uncomfortable situation and you're just hoping that somebody can understand enough about you or you don't um, end up in a situation where nobody understands you and you don't understand them and it, it's quite uh, it can be quite stressful yeah it is really stressful and 
I don't know, sometimes also, yeah, you are a little naive. <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell the story in the podcast, but I remember once, the first time I went to Europe, I was, um, I was young, I was still in university, and I had gone to study German for a summer, and also I took a little, like, extra month to travel and I went to the Czech Republic by myself. I came out of the train and some girls said like, oh, we have a hostel, come here, like I can take you to the hostel. Like I think they were just advertising and I said like, oh, okay, a <laughs> hostel because I didn't have any accommodation for that. And I, yeah, I went there and I said a hostel. But when I look back, I felt like, oh, I'm so stupid. Because <laughs> like, I was so young, I didn't know who this woman was. And she was just taking me to a hostel and, and in a place I don't know anyone. But everything worked out fine. But it was just funny to think about me just, like, being super, like, naive and just like, okay, I'll just follow this person and go. <laughs> Let's see where she takes me. It's very stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> So what are a few of the positive things that you see from having studied abroad? Yeah, I think one of the best things from having been abroad is meeting people from all over the world. And I think that opens your mind a lot because, yeah, you realize or you learn a little bit from each person's country. So that's really interesting and helps you see the, the world in a different way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for me, it was also interesting to gain a certain perspective of my own country, things that I found self-evident, whether it be culturally or politically, that aren't the case. There is sometimes, at least in the U.S., a presumed superiority, maybe, that this would be naturally the place that everybody would want to go if they had the chance. And when you meet people from around the world, you realize that's not the case at all. And sometimes the things that, yeah, one takes as self-evident, just the way even a city is structured and transportation takes place and social interactions are, are performed, that all these things have, that all these things are more arbitrary than one sometimes thinks when you stay localized. Yeah, you definitely learn how different other places are and I think it's also interesting or fun to see or to hear what other people think about your country for me I remember the first time I went out with my um, colleagues in Japan because they thought I was uh, because I was Mexican I of course was able to drink <laughs> and they wanted me which I don't think is a cliche here in the US that the Mexicans drink. Yeah, yeah. I they mean, people have a good time and love family and stuff. But I don't know that that's a for here. Here, maybe Germans drinking is a cliche, which is also true. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but it was funny because I didn't really drink, and then I, that night I ended up drinking a lot of sake, and then I was just going out of the bar and just thinking like, oh my god, <laughs> how do I get home? <laughs> So, I don't know, but things like that or like people, you know, like they they always say like, oh, of course, tacos or they start humming them or they always say something about Speedy Gonzalez or something. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so it's just or yeah, or I don't know, in Germany always it was, I think, like um, 
And I think uh, you have a friend who also had this comment about this dish called chile con carne. And I was like, yeah, that's not Mexican. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah, for me, I worked at a bar. I worked at a bar and they had burgers that we would make. And there was a guy who just was, he would be convinced because I'm from the U.S. He'd be like, hey, make me a burger. I know you know how to make it how you like it because you're American. So you must have like a proper burger. The perfect burger. Yes. And of course, I know that nobody wants to eat a burger like I do because I don't like sauce on it. I just like the veggies. So I just made it with a bunch of sauce and all this stuff. And he was always very happy, like, oh, this is a great burger. But I just knew he had a certain idea of what American cuisine was like or, or whatever. And then he would, you know, so I kind of, he wanted me to kind of fulfill that expectation. But then you meet a lot of different things. You know, I remember this one time in Berlin, I met a Iranian guy whose father had trained in Texas in the in um, maybe mid-20th century, but he was of Kurdish descent, and he thought the U.S. war in Iraq was a great thing, ousting Saddam. So he thought that, yeah, we had screwed over the, the Kurds a couple of times, but this was like kind of following through on some of that. And so, I, you know, you don't expect to meet an Iranian guy who is really positive regarding conservative American politics. On the other hand, at the same trip, I met a Californian guy who thought that the U.S. was pretty much the root of all all evil in the world. And this was a fucking prick who was on a joyride with a motorcycle through Europe, probably on daddy's money, you know? So it's just kind of like, um, you, you, you meet all kinds when you're uh, living abroad. And you learn a lot from, from the other people. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, to me, it just helped me lose a lot of stereotypes i don't know it's just like really opened my mind to anyone really because i don't know to me it's just so hard to hear all this discrimination and and like things that people go through because i don't know i met people from everywhere and everyone was super nice and i was always happy to learn the differences in other like how other people live in other countries and i would well i think that you realize that that you can learn everybody has something to teach you from wherever they're from and whatever stage in life yeah i think it was just really nice and well you say really nice but it wasn't always really nice like there are a lot of super annoying people wherever you go so you're not saying like everybody's not nice in the world no 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 no. but in general so in general my experience was nice of course there's like also like uh, there's assholes all over the world there are assholes are over, yeah of course well i think in general i had like a really nice experience just meeting people from everywhere in the world you know at least most people were nice to me and yeah i changed my view of, of a lot of things and i know i don't know now i think like it's not <laughs> i know in a lot of places it's not really politically correct to ask people where they're from but to me it's always you know i don't do it out of being disrespectful or something. It's just interesting to know where they're from or what's their culture like because it's very different. And I was always curious. And because I was always surrounded by international, like, by yeah, by foreigners around me, it was no one ever felt offended by, like, asking, like, oh, who you, where are you from? Because most of us wanted to share where we were from and our cultures. And when I was in Germany doing, like, um, like a German class, we would always have like um, 
I don't know, six, ten, I don't remember how many people from Vietnam that were studying in our class and they would do like a little class about Vietnam and they would show us their history and cook for us like their food and we did like a Mexican night that we cook food and we did like a because we all were eager to share, you know, like our culture and our backgrounds and just to teach people, yeah, what life was in our own country. So, you know, it living abroad made me sort of who I am. So it's hard to say what I would have become had I not lived abroad. But I think the opportunity to do that and learn a new language, learn another culture has been very positive. And I think being abroad really does create the distance needed in some ways to more objectively view your own society. For me, it's just been, it, it's been really re rewarding living abroad. It taught me a lot of things. Of course, it comes with its challenges because it is hard, you know, you're living friends and family and of course you're growing old and so are they. So it is hard. Um, going back sometimes and just yeah you know see how time have passed and how the places you loved are not the same but i i've learned a lot and i think i i'm happy that i've been able to lose a lot of stereotypes and and things and have helped me see the world through different eyes had i not left um so um, i don't know i think um i think yeah if anyone has the chance or the opportunity to live abroad for a little while i think it's yeah i think it's a great experience but i wish everyone would try to be a little more open because it takes no matter how you arrive to a country it takes a lot of courage to live for your own country I think one takeaway too would be that even wherever you live, when you meet somebody from your own country who has very different life circumstances or from a different country, it's worth taking the time to talk to that person, to ask them about their circumstances, to maybe take them out for a beer or a coffee. And you can really learn from somebody who is entirely different from you and from your upbringing and your social circles. Yeah, because I think... Um yeah, it doesn't take much to make someone feel welcome, so and that helps a lot. 